Hey guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimczewski with Adam Atkinson. Back at our series, the five biggest training mistakes you can make in prep. The second one being frequency. And as I alluded to in our first episode, Adam, you know, I think the impetus for most people is just more, more, more. And so higher frequency. This is where I kind of agree because for most people, if we are increasing um you know, frequency or or decreasing overall volume slightly. Let me, let me retract that. You know, we're, we're going to have to respect strength loss, which we'll talk about coming up. We have to respect the fact that you're at a calorie deficit and getting less food. So workout length or duration per session is probably going to be a little bit less for me. If you're used to training for an hour and 15 or so minutes, I'm going to say, man, let's let's not cross that 60-minute line. Sometimes a 45-minute workout is enough just to get in there. You're not doing a lot of movements at that time. So I'm going to start trying to emphasize efficiency. So we may be able to increase frequency, but I really want to get the work done and get out so we can get back to eating and recovering. But just from week one to peak week, is there anything you do that is, you know, very routine for adjusting frequency? You know, I think for me, a lot of times it's it's pulling back those initial volumes. I usually won't hammer a muscle group like any more than I would have in the off season. Sometimes we even pull back from training it as frequently as we were because we know we're not going to grow at this phase we're not really going to maintain a whole lot better. So it just really kind of depends on the person and their feedback. But the frequency, I would say for me, oftentimes, as long as we've transitioned into more a prep type training style, it'll usually stay pretty much the same from that point forward. So um Again, if recovery needs aren't getting met, we'll usually end up uh, basically, you know, kind of moving some things around. We may train glutes a little less if we were hammering them a lot, just to make sure that they are getting recovered from those off-season loads that we were doing. But yeah, the biggest thing I struggle with with this, to your point, is time. You know, how long is somebody in the gym when you look at the mecca of all the gyms that we program for athletes out of and how far away equipment may be at lifetime versus an EOS versus like an urban active fitness, you know, sometimes the supersets I give a client just isn't possible for them to do. So we're doing a lot of adjusting to get them out quicker if if that's the goal. It's funny. I've even had to, in my programming have the same kind of design I would want and then have a no superset version for that reason, just because of commercial gyms. But I mean, you said something that's really, really intriguing in that once you've hit a certain amount of frequency in prep, you're probably not going to go back. And I think that's also very difficult because clients don't want to. Um, I have a client right now competing in a month and you know she wanted six days a week of training and there's just no way I'm going to be able to say, Hey, let's, let's back up to four or five. Like she's just not going to have it. So you have to, you know, as a coach say, okay, if, if I cannot get any concessions there, then we at least have to reduce what you're doing in each one and make sure that that time is, is spent well and it's expedient. So you're not, you're not fraying the recovery too much, but I would say if you can talk somebody into this, 
it's not a bad idea to have small blocks that you could even masquerade as deloads. Say, okay, for this particular month or even two weeks, we are going to pull back to three or four days because we're going to do this and you know add a little bit more per session. But what I'm looking for in that once in a while is just to get those extra couple recovery days in place because you know, if they're ahead of the game and they're already lean enough, it's time to start worrying about retaining lean body mass. And to your point, you're not going to grow it, it, it. You know, the best thing you're trying to do is to, to prevent catabolism and create, you know, an environment where muscle is just not being lost. Absolutely. I, I have those difficult clients too. I usually find my way to like sneak my own little personal win in there on you know, maybe reducing how much they're doing out of those six days a week if they have to have it. I I think I have convinced most of my clients to not do that anymore. I maybe have one or two left. Mm, man, teach me. Teach me how. <laughs> All right, guys. Next time, episode three, we're going to talk about methodology and the things that you should or should not change. We'll see you next time in the series, The Five Greatest Mistakes You Make Regarding Training While in Prep.